It's the Dogcast, episode number 445. A big win in Athens over conference opponent, University of South Carolina, 24 to 10. And we brought home the SEC East Championship. fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 445. Me and Old Dog are back in the bunker and coming off a big win, even though it was, you know, slightly, I guess for some people, not satisfying Old Dog. I don't know. We live in a world now where we only win by 14 over a conference foe, and people are kind of kicking rocks like it's like a substandard game or they're disappointed or something. How did you feel about the win over South Carolina? Oh, I mean, any win in the SEC is a great win. It was not the beatdown of epic proportion that, you know, I was hoping for and predicted, but I did get the the 10 points right. So I'm still kind of hanging in there a little bit. (laughs) you know, again, again, it's, you know, it was a little bit better caliber of team, uh, good defense, uh, must, must have had a good game plan. And, uh, you know, we are going to need to kind of generate some kind of a pass rush. I think again, defense stepped up great, only allowed 10 points, which is unbelievable. And way, uh, way and, under 100 yards rushing, too, right? I mean, you can't, oh, you can't absolutely. sugarcoat the fact that we're rushing for almost 250, over 250, and keeping them to something less than 50, right? I mean, it's that's crazy no, and numbers. Just, and just the way, and speaking of crazy numbers, just the way you can you can do stuff with percentages and things, unfortunately, against South Carolina, our – points allowed in the third quarter increased 100 <laughs> percent yeah it doubled yeah you're right 100 yeah, percent i mean it, it it sounds horrible or or like you say it doubled but it sure does sound a lot better saying it was only three and and in nine games into the season we have only allowed six points we've allowed less points in the third quarter than we have played games yeah i know that's crazy isn't it I tell you, it was it was a fine game, and I do believe that. I mean, it it really cemented in my mind that USC, I believe, is the second best team in the East. I, I really do think that. And I tell you something else, old dog. I think they're going to get better faster than Tennessee or Florida, at, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, I think Muschamp, you know, Muschamp has dialed back the. Hulkamania kind of rage thing he's got going on, and um, I think South Carolina's benefiting from it, you know. But um, well, that that, and I mean, and one thing, and and you're you don't hold Muschamp in, in nearly the esteem that I do. Not that I hold him in any kind of great esteem, but I will say 
wherever he has been, and even at Florida. The guy is a he is very very good at recognizing defensive talents, and that wasn't his problem at Florida. I mean, you look, you know, two and three years after he's gone. They still had good defensive players and still putting a ton of kids in the pros. Sure. Uh, his, it, it was his inability to have any kind of offense. And then he hired that fat fuck Charlie Wall Weiss, you know, <laughs> that just, you know, blew, Destroyed blew everything him. up for him. Yes. Yeah. With, without a doubt, you know, so I mean, but yeah, I agree with you. I think they're headed in the right direction. He's, I, I do think he's going to be a good young coach. And much like ours, not as good, he does hit the recruiting trail very, very heavy. No doubt. No doubt he does. And uh, I'll tell you, before we get to talking about the actual game, another thing I want to talk about um, that man, that was super evident uh, on Saturday, you know, because we did not talk about this the other day, old dog, on purpose. We got some emails from guys saying, hey, you know, why didn't you talk about us being number one? Shit, we've been we've been waiting for fifteen years. We haven't been number one this late in the season in like my lifetime. Why didn't you guys talk about it, right? And there's a real specific reason why we didn't talk about it and why we're going to keep not talking about it. Actually two reasons, well, old dog. Let me but let, let me sum it up in three words. Don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nobody cares who's number one in week eight. And we don't want to be a part of any rat poisoning of our team, right? Nobody cares who's exactly. number one right now, buddy. The, matters, only, the only thing that matters is you've got a one, a two, a three, or a four in front of your team's name come either December 2nd or 3rd whenever the final four is put out. Absolutely. Because those are the only teams that get in the playoffs. Yes, sir. No, you know, they, they don't go back and at that meeting and say, well, you know, back in week Man, eight, Georgia was one, you know, let's, let, let's fly them on in there. So, you know, I mean, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, it is. It, it is giddy. I mean, and it's been 19, it was 1982 the last time we were, we had a number one ranking this far into the season. And being uh, and undefeated, playing, undefeated this late in the yeah, season. And we're actually playing good football. Uh, but again, it, you know, I mean, we've just got to keep, we've got to keep winning. And I guess, you know, the, the, the code word now is we've got to keep shopping. Keep uh, shopping. <laughs> I know you love that. No, but you love code words, I'm, don't you? Exactly. But I mean, we've got to, we've just got to take it. It sounds so, so coach speak, but we've got to take one game at a time. And, you know, we've got Auburn, and Auburn's going to be tough. Auburn's going to be tougher than South Carolina. Yes, Auburn's they are. a better team than South Carolina. But, you know, one important thing, too, is, uh, you know, I was listening to a little bit of Jake Fromm and some other guys. You know, if you look at teams, uh, recent national championship teams, uh, Alabama and Clemson, uh, hell, Clemson lost a game last year, right? I mean, sometimes, some, you know, it's hard. It's really hard, even for Alabama or anybody else, to just be an absolute killer every week, right? They beat Texas A&M by nine, right? It's hard to be an absolute to beat everybody by 30, right? And um, oh, sometimes absolutely. a national and championship team to our- has to win some without your damn A material, right? There's going to be weeks. When you have to win a game and, and you ain't got your damn best stuff, you know? 
Every championship oh, team has to do that. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, again, it, you know, just looking at the game, and I know you want to talk about Athens a little bit, so we won't get into it too much. But, you know, and I don't know why, if it was done by, by design, not wanting to give something away, but I mean, we, we didn't have a whole lot of blitzing going on. Uh, we gave Bentley time to throw because we were basically rushing four. You know, and I mean, we had, we had five, six guys, you know, sometimes seven blocking four. And I guess the idea was, you know, that we wanted those men back there in coverage, you know, to cover them up. And I will tell you, that plan didn't work. That plan didn't work very well because I'm telling you, that little soft zone we were running, hell, he was able to find an open guy 10, 12, 15 yards down the field, hell, apparently on third down only. Um, he was able to find an open guy just about any damn time he wanted to, it seemed like, for a lot of part of the game, you know. And uh, I was a little disappointed to lack of pressure as well. Well, the beauty of that is uh, we're not back in the in the Willie Martinez era where, believe me, if if we in the stands can see things like that, I guarantee you our coaching staff has seen it. And, and they are addressing it as we speak. Oh yeah, and we made, we made adjustments in game, no doubt about it. it the thing, the throws he was making to those open guys in the soft zone early in the game, those passes weren't there in the second half, right? Um, as you, as you could see from his success rate in the second half, but. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, the sky is not falling because they only put one touchdown up on the board. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. And really, honestly, at no time during the game, at no point at any time, was I ever even mildly worried. I I mean, some people might think that sounds crazy, but I'm just telling you, (laughs) I was watching the way we moved the ball. Hell, we had a fumble inside the five. There were lots of things we did to hurt ourselves. The yeah, penalties. yeah. Godwin, Godwin Tried fumbled to, in the four. Dr- first Godwin time fumbles in on the, the red four. zone. Yeah, yeah. First time in the red zone, we we haven't scored. Yeah, we had that. We had that fumble in the red zone. We had drive extending penalties. We had a successful uh, fake punt by South Carolina. Their whole damn game, in a large part, was damn smoke and mirrors, right? And uh, and and puppy's feet and rabbit's feet and horseshoes. And <laughs> I'm telling you, at no time did I feel like, man, they they could get this shit rolling and we could be in trouble. I was never worried, right? But um, I, well, I, and I, and I tell you, you know, and, and I'll tell you know the the younger dogs out there, that was the feeling, and that that's what I have tried to bring back. That was the feeling we had in in the '80s. We just knew we were Georgia and we were going to win. Yeah. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter what the score was, how we knew at some point we were going to take control of the game if we needed to. And we were going to march the ball down the field and we were going to win the ball game. And it's, it's a great feeling. And I know exactly what you're talking about. At no point, even when it was seven, seven at the end of the first quarter, did you think, oh man, this is going to be a ball game or man, these, you know, <laughs> they you know, came I to thought, play. Yeah, or... South Carolina's no. right. Say South Carolina's playing better than I thought they would. Yeah. But you're right. At no time did I think, oh, geez, these guys could possibly beat us. We're in trouble. Because I... that thought never, 
that thought never entered my mind. No, me neither. Me neither. And I want to make sure all the I want to make sure all the young pups out there realize that, guys. We had that game on lock, and I and let me say something else too, because my I had people I had people who were upset about the onside kick, right? You know, some some of those same people that thought the flea flicker against Mississippi State was brilliant thought that the onside kick was really stupid. And I'm going to tell you, I actually, you know, I hate that it didn't work, but I'm a fan of the onside kick, and I'll tell you why. Not because it didn't work, or even that I even think it's a good idea. It wasn't a good idea, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, the mentality that produced the plan, hey, let's kick an onside kick in the opening kickoff. For you, those of you who don't understand or are upset about that, let me tell you what that's all about. That is a coach sending a message to his team that we are on the gas from the jump. We're not on our heels. We're not resting. We're not taking it lightly. We are on the gas. That was the opposite of kneeling down, you know, with two minutes on the clock. That is that is not a guy who is content or, you know, in kneel down or prevent mode. That is a guy who is on the gas, wants the ball, wants to score, wants to win by 30. I love it. I love the attitude of we need to be on hair on fire every second of the game. And I wasn't unhappy well, with that I think- kick. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry it didn't work, but I think it's great. I, I'm glad we tried it. And, you know, according to the coach, you know, on film, it looked like we had a real good opportunity for it. Also showed the faith that we have in our defense. Sure. That, hey, if it doesn't, they're going to come shut them down and give them the ball on the 50. Which and is exactly Kirby what happened. Kirby put it this way when I asked about it. He said, and very similar to what you're what your thing was, but he said, we want to hunt. We don't want to be hunted. Damn right. We are, we are on the gas. I mean, you know, I'm a car guy. You I'm, know, talking, I'm talking about gas. And we're going <laughs> to, right. You know, we're going to, we're going to dictate, we're going to dictate what happens in the game, not, not the other team. Yeah. We're not in damn prevent. It, I mean, that's just, that's just the whole mentality and culture. We are not in prevent. We are not being, yeah, we're not being hunted. We are on the hunt. We are on the gas, baby. I love it. I'll tell you something else, too. Um, I don't think it was a good game for the fans, either. The fans were kind of disappointed about the 14-point win over South Carolina. I'll tell you, as a fan base, it wasn't our best game, either. I mean, for a lot of big parts of the game, Everybody was sitting on their damn hands. I thought, in general, it was a pretty piss poor showing by the fans in the stadium as well. We could do better, have done better, and are going to need to do better in the future if we're going to keep this thing rolling. You know, um, it wasn't a great game by the fans, and uh, which kind of leads me to another thing I was talking about. We talked about before the show. I just want to talk about what being number one means. I'm telling you, man, the traffic, old dog. <laughs> I mean, being number one means a lot of things. Besides just uh, good things, it also means the bandwagon is a whole lot damn bigger. There's guys in Athens that I ain't seen in 10, 20, 25, 30 years, right? Everybody's a damn Georgia fan now. Everybody's got a Chubb jersey on. Everybody's got a Fromm jersey. The traffic, ticket prices, scalpers, the tailgating, every damn thing is just 
more now all of a sudden. You know, I'll bet I'll bet Jacob Eason doesn't have a farm jersey. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I bet he doesn't have a Jake from State Fromm jersey uh, or a T-shirt or anything at all. I mean, he doesn't really think the whole Jake Fromm thing is funny at all, I don't think. But, um, no. yeah, the whole – but, man, boy, I'm telling you what. Over on 316, you know, I took the damn red eye back from Vegas we were talking about, and I'm just telling you, the damn traffic is out of control. If you guys that hadn't been coming to Athens or – Man, it, I'm, t- I'm just telling you, you need to add some time to your commute, baby, because Athens is, on, is blowing up on football Saturdays now all of a sudden. Um, I tell you what, it was just crazy. A couple other things about the game, too. I mean, I was just blown away by the fans. I'm just blown away by the amount of people in town, right? It just seems like everything is twice what it used to be all of a sudden. I, I don't know. It's I'm telling you, the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. The bandwagon I mean, we, I mean, followers. Stadium, stadium holds 180,000 now. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy, man. But um, I'll tell you something else about the game that was uh, a little disappointing to me was the, the penalties, right? The ones that were real, the ones, I mean, the penalties. Hell, we had refs tackling running backs, old dog. I mean, how much more... How much worse can refs get when they're throwing questionable flags and then they just actually start tackling your players? I mean, really, it's uh, it's it's crazy out there. The, the zebras were killing us, old dog. You know, and we thought we had it bad with pin wagers. Yeah, I know. The uh, only thing I really wish that had been pin wagers because I want to think maybe uh, Nick Chubb doesn't let up, right? Maybe he brings the knees up a couple more times if it was pin wages. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, man, that was uh, really unfortunate. But it did, it did not stop our boy Chubb from going over 100. That was the run that no. took him over 100. And that ref, I think, tried to stop him at 99, but he, he got to 102, buddy. I tell you what, it was pretty great. No, with, without a doubt. And, I mean, you know, and, again, you can be disappointed. And I think this team has set such high expectations that we're we're to the point now where we're hoping or we think every game should be a blowout. Every game and, should be a 25-point or 30-point win, right? Right. And, I mean, and we're, you know, we're getting – I mean, we're – Auburn's going to be a tough game. Uh you know, and boy, it again winning the doubleheader. How about the Cavaliers putting it on Fish Fry Johnson? Oh uh, man, I'm telling you, know, you what, it was but, awesome. You know, and and Kentucky, and Kentucky's going to be a good game too. I mean, they're up and down, but Kentucky can play. I mean, these are SEC teams with SEC caliber athletes, and like you say, I mean, no, we weren't clicking against South Carolina like we have in the past. But the beauty of it is, we're still good enough, and we won. And that's all we need to keep doing. We just need to keep winning. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be one of these bizarre games like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State had. And for and for even to talk about putting those teams in the top four, shit, they can't play a lick of defense. I'm telling you. I mean, I think- how in the world? How in the world can you be a head coach? And be happy with a, with a victory where your team gave up fifty eight or some odd points. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you. I mean, 
I, I don't even know what to say about that, to tell you the truth, man. But, uh, I mean, apparently, you know, I think somehow there's a lot of damn money to be made if you are a defensive coordinator in uh, in the Big 12, right? Because apparently there's just no prerequisite whatsoever. You don't need to know anything at all about defense, I guess. I mean, how easy is it well, to be a defense coordinator apparently Iowa, You know, apparently Iowa State does because they held TCU to seven points. You know, they yeah, seem exactly. to be the only real football team out there. I'm telling you, you know, what. and they and and they show some of these guys. But anyway, we're we're digressing there. Yeah, but I just any time I can, any kind of any time I can take a poke at Oklahoma, I like to. Even though big game Bob isn't there anymore. Hey, I did, but, you uh, said one other thing I want to talk about too, because I heard. I mean, I know I, I respect your opinion. You know what, dude? But this whole thing about Auburn, I think I've been saying since the beginning of the season that I am not buying in to this Auburn love. I have not bought in to the Auburn love all season. And I just want to be on the record, I'm still not buying in. And I was telling you, I'm not saying it's not going to be a tough game. I'm not disputing that. But I heard some people, we were leaving the stadium yesterday, they're like, man, boy, it's going to be a tough game next week. It's just going to be a tough game because, you know, Auburn always plays us tough. That's what that guy said, you know, and I've heard a lot of people say that. Man, Auburn always plays us tough. So hey, let me just tell you something. I want, and I'm really talking to that guy, okay? Auburn didn't even get a fucking first down in the second half last year, okay? They didn't play us tough last year. They were hapless boobs last year. We weren't even that good last year. We lost to Bandy, and we still beat the brakes off of Auburn. When we're Without not good. Scoring, well, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, we beat I the brakes off of them. Ca- hey, a team <laughs> that don't get a we, first down in the damn <laughs> and a half, you're talking about points scored. They didn't even they get got, 10 damn yards in the second half, okay? They got, they, got beat, they got beat by a team that didn't even score an offensive touchdown. Right. We beat them by six, but I'm telling you, it was demoralizing as hell. They beat us two times in 11 years. And one of those was a magical unicorn play that took three damn former Bulldogs to pull off. And one of them was a damn, used a player, a, a generational prepaid visa player that you just could not. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't have, I'm just telling you, I ain't buying in. And they're going to have to prove it to me because I ain't seen shit out of Auburn in a decade. And I'm just having a hard time getting super worried about them. I just want to put that out there because I'm telling you, we got Auburn's number. We got Auburn's number the way Spurrier had our number in the 90s. We just have got their number, dude. And let me tell you one more thing, too. Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart, they know Gulf Smalls on as, as crappy as I feel about how they think about Paul Johnson. It's the other way with Gus Malzahn, right? They know Gus Malzahn just fine. Uh, Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart ain't scared of anything that Gus Malzahn's got to offer. So I'm just telling you, I think we're going to be okay in that Auburn game. That's that's my early early prediction. Right, and I don't and I don't disagree with you a bit on that. But I will. But I I'm not as confident with with the beatdown that you think possibly is going to happen. I think probably Auburn is going to be the set. Until we get to the SEC championship game that we know we're going to, 
I think Auburn will probably be the second most talented team that we will play this year next to Notre Dame. Sure, I, I, I'll agree with that. And I'm not saying we're going to beat them by 30 or anything. I'm just telling you, I'm pretty damn confident we're going to win. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, no, I'm just I'm feeling, I'm, I mean, I'm feeling damn sure we're going to win. That's all. I'm and I agree with work. you wholeheartedly. I'm confident we are going to win every game. Damn right. <laughs> I love that, man. Hey, one more thing, too, I was talking about. I just want to apologize to our guy, Jake Fromm, because, uh, when he threw that damn TD to uh, to Wims that he caught, where he where I really thought I knew Wims caught it, but I was like, damn man, that could have been a touchdown if Fromm had just thrown it better, right? I was like, he threw the ball out of bounds, right? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking around like, damn man, you know, I was like, man, that just wasn't a great throw out of Fromm, right? I just want to uh, just want to apologize. What was I, I said to myself? What was I thinking? Of course, it was an exactly perfect throw to the millimeter, exactly where the throw needed to be in order to score a touchdown. I'm sorry that for even one second I doubted that the throw was perfect. Our third in the nation in passer rating freshman quarterback. Of course, he put the ball exactly where it needed to be, and I'm I'm apologizing for my momentary lack of faith in the freshman because uh, I don't want to give well, I don't want to give Jesse Palmer or Joey Galloway any more ammunition for talking about how Fromm can't throw. I'm so sick of that damn meme that they've got going with well, Fromm having the third things. third in the nation passer rating. You know, there are a couple things along those lines. First off, I'm getting I'm getting kind of tired of this. You know, I hope we never have a game where we need to you know, have have the arm, you know, and and come from behind and have these last-second heroics. Uh, we don't need that. We need to dominate ball games like we have been. But one thing that I've picked up over the last couple of weeks that I find very interesting is the talk from Coach Smart, what you hear a little bit from Cheney and things like that about how much – from has picked up the offense, how he's grasped it, how they're letting him do, you know, these, I guess the, the big thing now is the run-pass option. Everybody's run-pass oh, option. You know, the is. play comes in, and they're letting him read and all this. And you know what's interesting? We heard none of that talk last year. Not true. a word. That's true. Not out of another freshman quarterback, right? Nobody talked about which that. Tells me, which tells me one thing. Jacob Eason is dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> let's just say he's dumber, okay? Let's just relax with the dumber, I guess. I mean, cause I think you're totally right. He's certainly, I mean, I don't know. It's not even really up for discussion anymore. But Eason never reached the heights or, of game control or in-game management that Fromm has right now. No, or, or and I, I, I feel very strongly, the confidence of the coaching staff. No doubt. No doubt at all. No doubt at all about that. So that's where we are right now. You know, and by the way, just in case anybody forgot, our punter, Cameron, is a total weapon. God almighty. That guy is a damn weapon. I mean, our whole entire special teams all the way around are just fully weaponized. 
But man, I'm worse. I'm wish we had Cameron Yazalek for four more years. I swear to gosh, we've not had a punter like him. They said Kevin Butler, of course, is going to say that he's the best punter we had since Drew Butler. But um, I'm telling you what, man, I'm not entirely sure at all. I think he's. I mean, I know Drew Butler literally wrote a book about punting. I know that. But damn, this guy is so good. He's just so good. I wish we had him for four years. Don't don't forget Jim Broadway or Chris Carpenter. Yeah, I know. I know those guys were good. I'm not even going that deep. But I'm just really, I mean, God almighty, that kid's good. Punting was just so bad last year. I mean, where's poor old Marshall Long, man? I mean, nobody even, people don't even, he's just not even a thing you think about anymore. And, but and man. Derek, basically, basically what you're saying is it's nice to have a coaching staff that values special teams. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, old dog. And, man, we just bought our tickets. Congrats to the team for clinching the SEC East, which is fantastic. I still want to beat Kentucky. I still want to be the only, the first and only podcast that called for sweeping the East. Old dog, you remember no one back in August was talking about Georgia sweeping the East. And after Eason got hurt. two, Two idiots. Two idiots with little podcast work, but yeah, you're right. No guys, one, no one of any, no one of any import or any kind of of real football knowledge. Was. Oh yeah, no damn. Chip Towers didn't start a hashtag sweep the East, or you didn't hear anything about out of damn Mark Bradley about sweeping the East. Um, but you know, I'm telling you, I thought no it Lord, he still thinks Georgia. Started. He still thinks Georgia Tech's got it. Got a chance. Exactly. And I still think we're going to sweep the East. I don't want to back into the damn SEC East. I want to sweep the East, something Georgia has never done since the conference was broken into two halves. We've never swept the conference play of the Eastern Division, and I'm telling you, this is the year, man. Told you back in August, and we're still standing by it here at the Dogcast. So We've still got the broom. We still got the broom out. So, to that note, we've got friends coming in. We got a guy coming in, old dog. I know you saw the email. Right, we've got listeners. We've got friends. We're going ahead and putting together a little listener thing for the uh, UK tailgate. We don't know exactly the time of kickoff for the UK game. I'm just really hoping it's not going to be a noon game, and I, I really don't think it's going to be a noon game. But either no, I way, it'll be. I think it's going to end up at night on ESPN. And one of the things I saw is I think it was our former Arkansas dog is offering you a ticket that I think is like two or three rows from your regular seating. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? One oh seven. How he's like one oh seven row nine, which is crazy. But um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I think that would be awesome. But anyway, yeah, Arkansas Dog is coming into town, and that is reason enough to have a big-ass party. This guy hasn't been to a Georgia game. He lives in Arkansas, listens to the show. I think he's listened to every episode and hasn't been to a Georgia game in 25 years. 
And we're on his checklist of things to do. After 25 years in Athens, I can't even Man, believe that, we're that, on his checklist. That is that is that is sad. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> hey, Arkansas, that's a terrible checklist, right? If we're that important, <laughs> you need a better damn checklist. I'll give you that, but I'll take it. Okay, so we are Absolutely. organizing. We are organizing a listener get together. We're going to meet Dogcast Tailgate style. I'll give you more details. You guys know where we tailgate, on the railroad lot, in the malls, right beside Thomas Street, in the corner of Thomas and Baldwin, on the railroad lot. We're going to be there for the Kentucky game. We just got our tickets for the SEC championship game in Atlanta against Alabama. And I'm also having a little contest this week, old dog. The only thing that really disturbed me, about the game yesterday. The only thing, and I need some answers. So, the first listener that sends me what I feel like is a plausible explanation for the question I'm about to lay out, I'm going to send two cups. And by the way, I know I'm going to just send you two cups just for free because that's just the kind of guy I am, right? So, two cups on the line and a crystal koozie. And I might even throw in a damn crystal. I've got these Insulated, they're like a, you know, like a, you know what a turvis tumbler is, you know, like the clear plastic yeah, insulated. I've got crystal turvis cups, so I'm going to send a stadium cup, a koozie, and a crystal branded turvis cup to whoever gives me an answer to this. Why in the hell was Ugga naked yesterday? Old dog, I don't know if you even saw it. They had him up on the damn screen. Ugga was naked. I cannot remember yeah. the last time I saw Ugga without his red Georgia jersey with his Ugga sleeves. <clears throat> Why in the hell was Ugga naked? I need an I answer because I want that to never happen again. I came up with the idea maybe we were doing it during I can understand why you do it in the Mississippi State game, because you want to make Mississippi State feel bad about their mongrel half-breed bulldog. But <laughs> why in the hell was Ugga naked yesterday? I do not know, and the dog cast wants to know. So we've got a prize pack, a crystal hamburger prize pack on the line for the first guy or gal that emails me a plausible answer. And... um I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to judge the plausibility, old dog. But me and you are going to look at the answers. I want we'll, somebody we'll, to tell we'll me come why. up. We'll, we'll come up with something for sure. Why in the hell was Ugga naked? I, that's that's the main question out of the game from yesterday. And I want you guys to start playing. I'll come into the University of Kentucky game tailgate, tailgate with the dog cast. And um, guys, we're still rolling. Nine and zero, SEC East champs, sweep the East. Win the SEC, go to the playoffs, win it all. That's our plan there you for the go. whole keep, season. Keep chopping. Keep chopping. <laughs> Apparently that's the thing now, like you said. Guys, thanks for listening. Go on the website and buy some more damn stadium cups. Hey, I know up in the state of Washington, there's a guy, he bought 10 cups. I am fully aware that I shorted you and you got more cups coming, so don't get upset. Um, all the cup orders are going to ship out tomorrow. You guys keep buying cups. I love it. We got more cups in stock. I love mailing out cups. It's pretty much like my favorite thing to do during the week now. <laughs> yes, totally. No, no true story. And um, I'm back from Vegas. No more travel for the rest of the year. Dogs are winning. We got it all going on. Guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate your feedback. Call us at 706 706- 
363-0210. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at dogcast. We're everywhere. 100,000 watt flamethrower. The original, the biggest, the best bulldog football podcast. Old dog, take us out. Man, it was a great win. We need one more, one game at a time. We're going to beat the brakes off of the War Eagles, Plainsmen, uh, whatever else they are. And uh, tune in Wednesday or Thursday whenever we feel like getting another show out. We'll tell you everything you need to know. Hey, Derek, I hope you survived your trip back to Athens from Vegas. From what I saw on television, the SEMA show seems to have gone well. But then again, I had a different one. I had to work today. I had to turn off every single alert on the phone, silence it. At one point, I even turned off the phone just to, to get the text to stop. Just saw the end of the game. Just saw the interception, the Malcolm Paris interception. Couple of things. One, we better get ready for South Carolina in the future. Uh, as much as we don't like Muschamp, um, he's, he has them looking good for, for what they, what they are. Okay. That's, that's number one. Number two, uh, what did Jake from th- throw for today? I mean, Georgia's a one dimensional offense. Yeah. We ran more than, 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 than we passed. That's fine. But there was some good passing there. And, and Fromm is, has a nice, nice touch, especially on that fade in, in the end zone. Yeah, one mistake, but hey, everybody's allowed to have one mistake as long as it doesn't cost you the game. Okay. Still, Auburn is good. Gotta prepare for Auburn. A little worried, but right now I'm just going to celebrate. And oh, by the way, when I got home tonight, Wife had chicken. God, that was good. Chicken for for lunch, chicken for dinner, and now chicken for dessert. Fried chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. I sound like a Chick-fil-A commercial, don't I? Oh, well, sorry about that. Dogcast technical support. Going to relax as i got to work tomorrow. Out. This one, you like dog. I just watch them dogs. Mm. Fry them cops. Mm. Fry them my taters. Mm. We destroyed them. Might have only won by 14, but mm. we still won. Mm. I'm ready to hear these so-called dog fans mm. calling in here. Mm. Think of the lane. About Freaking shoulder pads and back mm, tackling. Mm. I'm gonna continue to eat my taters mm. and enjoy the fact that we are SEC champs. Mm. So all you bitchers, go shut up. Mm. Sling blade out. Go dogs. All right. <laughs> I say it's dead, and it just it just keeps getting better and better and better. But finally, finally, old dog, I, I got I, I got a bitch. I got one bitch. Don't don't ever start a fucking game off with an onside kick, bitch. 
what is it with these fucking kicks? Just kick the ball. Let's don't let's don't get into all these tricks. We don't need tricks. Just suit up and go out there and put your helmet on and beat the fuck out of them, and then go home. But we don't we don't need we don't need all that stuff. Anyway, that's my bitch. But uh, and uh, anyway, what do y'all think about having somebody in the Heisman running? You know, we ought to have. We ought to have, out of three backs, we ought to have somebody at least mentioned or in the running. Anyway, those are my two bitches. Anyway, I'll get back with y'all. But I'm so damn proud. I don't, I mean, you know, I feel guilty. I feel damn guilty. All right, bye.